this is The Chord. I'm Megan. And I'm Denise. And I'm going to try and talk quieter this time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot. I'm trying to, like, talk closer to the mic. Because I always talk close to the mic, and you don't, so I sound like a fucking lunatic in every single episode (laughs) while you sound like the calm one. Which is true, but also, like, I feel like it's not fair that you can tell that through the... (laughs) The number of times I've had to edit your audio so that you don't, like, cap it, you don't max (laughs) it out, because you, like, scream at a really good part... Our last episode, Evelyn Hugo, I was like, yep, I could tell Megan's really excited in this one. Let me just dial it back. I have to. (laughs) No, it's good. I like your enthusiasm and I appreciate the editing software that I use (laughs) (laughs) as well. Um, Yes, so our listeners should know that if I sound loud in the final product, I was even louder in real life. (laughs) After many levels of editing, <laughs> you still sound loud. I I can't help you there. <laughs> um, so before we talk about the book that we're discussing today, um, we're going to do a quick like, what else are we currently reading? Because you and I t- tend to um read multiple books at a time. And this time around, I'm actually only reading one other book, Um, and I actually haven't picked it up for a few days because I've been finishing our book that we're going to talk about, Um, but Mm -hmm. it's a book that I've been really excited for. Um, uh, It's called Murder for the Modern Modern Girl um, by Kendra Culper. Oh, I saw the cover. Yeah, it's by Kendra Culper, and it's about this girl who... um, she can read minds, and her dad is, like, the district attorney, so she has, like, this very, like, kind of black and white view of right or wrong, and what she does is, like, she goes okay. out on the town, um, and it's in, set during the 1920s, and she kind of mm-hmm. listens in uh, on people's heads to see, like, uh, and by people, I mean, like, usually men. Um, specifically men, uh, to see if they're up to no good, like, uh, if they are planning on killing their wives, or if they are gonna rape a girl, or Damn. something like that, and she, No petty crimes in there? She's no, just she's like, going, oh, she is murderer. going for the top most awful ones, and then killing them. And, uh, okay. the other guy- the other character um, is a boy who um, can change his appearance, um, and he is working okay. in the morgue, and he starts to figure out that, like, something is going on, like, someone is killing these people, and I haven't gotten to that part yet, but it, that's kind of, I believe, going to, like, bring him and the girl together and so far, like, at the beginning, I think I've had, like, 50-something pages. I mean, I really enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. the only reason I haven't been picking it up is because, like, I really wanted to finish the book that we um, are going to discuss today. But I am excited mm-hmm. to read it. That sounds cool. When I saw the cover, I thought it was, like, just a regular, like, I thought it was, like, a historical fiction. Just, like, 
I don't want to say basic, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like, not fantasy mm-hmm. type. That sounds No, cool. she is a girl killing the guys who... And they're usually guys who um, she knows will escape justice because of their lack of uh, melanin. <laughs> and um, resources and that they have the uh, amount of money in their pocket. So um, she's going for the ones that she knows like will escape justice and decides to duel out her own justice. Uh, which, you know, I know we should frown upon, but... Oh. (laughs) I said, that's awesome. (laughs) Um, so that's the only other book that I'm reading right now. Um, what about you? Wow. (laughs) I think same for me, too. I did have to focus on the book we're discussing today because it was kind of... I don't want to say a doozy. It just, like, it did require my Mm -hmm. focus. Um... Also, since we're doing it for the podcast, I feel like that also needs, like, its own level of attention to make sure I, like, retain Mm -hmm. shit. Um, I'm doing the audiobook for The Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue by Mackenzie Lee. And this is a reread. Yeah, Um, I've read that. This is a popular series. I read that way back in the day when it first came out, I think. Yeah, me too. But I only read the Mm -hmm. first one, and I never continued the series. And I hear good things okay. about it, so I'm like, I'll reread it, do the audiobook this time, and then see um, how the other okay. ones are. And it's really solid. I like the audiobook, first mm-hmm. of all. Um, whoever uh, voices it, or whatever mm-hmm. you say, is like a really solid mm-hmm. choice. Um, and I love the story, so like, it's a reread. I already know it's gonna happen, but like, mm-hmm. I still love yeah. the journey. Um and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to do the rest of the series. I don't know much about them, but I know they're good. Nice. Um, and I think I started Just Like Home by Sarah Gailey, but I, I don't know anything about it, and I literally just started. I know nothing. So I can't even, I can't even <laughs> tell you. I just have the title and the author. I know you don't read descriptions or anything. <laughs> I don't. I'm a cool <laughs> <kid>, so. <laughs> All right. And that's it. That's literally Great. it. <laughs> Great. Okay. Great segment. <laughs> well, um, I've been on fall break for the past two weeks, so, like, I've definitely been, like, relaxing. Um, I had – this has been my worst burnout so early in the school year, um, So, yeah, so I've been really, like, just trying to enjoy myself this fall break. Um, Last week, yeah, exactly. Last week, I was in Disneyland for a few days, which was awesome. Ooh, that's awesome. I went camping up in um, Forest Lakes, which was beautiful and relaxing as well. Um, and then last night I went to go see a musical that I've been dying to see, uh, Six, uh, which is about the Six Wives of Henry VIII, and it was amazing. So, um, yeah, so that's been, like, like, I, (laughs) reading is also something I enjoy to do, but, like, I've been doing other things on top of it that have been getting in the way, um, and I don't have regrets about that, Mm -hmm. like, my body... And my brain just needed, like, 
enjoyment of <laughs> of yeah. like enjoyment because of um the burnout. So yeah, I've been. That's good. That's good that you've been able to do like all those activities mm-hmm. and like enjoy There's so them. much room for activities <laughs> and like other hobbies too. Like I don't know, like obviously I love reading too. It's one of my favorite yeah. hobbies, literally. And but also my other hobbies tend Get to in the way like, of that hobby. rotate oh, no. <laughs> around. Oh. No, rotate oh, around okay. that specific hobby, like this podcast. Yeah. And then also, like, my book club that I moderate Mm -hmm. for. So it's, like, I have to do all that. And then I have my other hobbies, which, like, I need to make space Mm -hmm. for. Yeah. As an adult. And be like, you know, I'm not. This isn't my entire identity to be a reader, even though it feels Mm -hmm. like that most of the time. Let's go do other shit. Not to say that, like, that isn't a, like, that that's a bad thing, but... I feel like sometimes, like, you do need to, like, a break from the main thing. So, um, that's been really nice. So, um, that's going to lead us into the book we're going to discuss today, uh, which may sound very familiar because, uh, it sounds like three other books we discussed on this podcast already. Uh, and that's because... I noticed that shit. <laughs> that is because I feel like, um, especially the Hacienda, uh, we're very much, oh, very much inspired. 100%. We're inspired by this work, which is why we wanted to read it, actually. And if you haven't guessed it, we are going to discuss Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I noticed, I noticed the connection to the Hacienda. Also, this is my first time reading mm-hmm. this. I know a lot of people read it in high school and mm-hmm. stuff. And I luckily have avoided spoilers my entire life. Really? This shit. So, like, the spoiler at the end, I was like, oh. <laughs> like, I knew there was something. <laughs> but damn. <laughs> like, homegirl did this in the 1900s? Damn. Damn. Yeah, she, um... I read this back in high school. And uh, that's been a hot minute. And I, <laughs> I forgot quite a bit because in high school I was busy with a bunch of things and, uh, I did the thing I'm not supposed to do, but everyone does, including my students, which is, I didn't actually read the book, uh, very closely. Uh, so I know. I thought you were going to say you skimmed it or like you read like bullet points online. I, oh. Um, that's not that uh, bad. Sparkness was my buddy in yes. high school, um, but yeah, I it was College a lot of skimming, a lot of I didn't read it very closely, so um, this was a chance for me to actually like absorb it as well as Demoria's writing, mm-hmm. which I quite enjoy. I do want to read some of her other stuff because um, I've heard really good things um, and. Uh, I want to watch the Alfred Hitchcock version of Rebecca, which I, I'm thinking of doing. I mean, because it's not, uh, well, right now, as we're recording, it's October, but <laughs> this is going to come out in November. <laughs> um, so it is still, like, autumn spooky season, and yeah, yeah. Um, I, I 
have heard amazing things about that um, about that film. Um, I have no interest in watching the Netflix version uh, because I've heard bad things, and also it has that weird Army <laughs> Hammer guy who like. Now that I think about it, like, yeah, he's a guy that like it came out who um, he has like women who say that like he was like abusive and um they released like text messages or dms that he sent to them and he was like i'm a cannibal or something like that like just a weirdo like his name is literally army yeah i thought you were saying like armin hammer and i was thinking of like for some reason my brain went to that cleaning product which is funny so his the bald guy his grandfather i believe is armin hammer and they are, like, the Hammer family is actually, like, a huge, like, rich family. Um, but they have nothing to do with Arm and Hammer. Even though, like, even oh. though I was like, oh, man, missed opportunity because his Arm and Hammer? Come on. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, but, so he plays Maxim. And uh, now that I think about it. Okay probably was a good fit for Max because I fucking hate Max but <laughs> <laughs> honestly with that background you got him yeah so um I greatly enjoyed this book I gave it a 4.5 I gave it like four stars maybe a little bit above mm-hmm. that but not really 4.5 okay. more like exactly. 4.25 <laughs> yeah Four point like two like one third, you know, <laughs> yeah. like we're getting into fractions. We're getting into fractions here. Um, I totally get. Like that. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it too. Um, but... once we got, once I got further in the book, like I started to enjoy it a bit more. I feel like I did struggle with the beginning part of it. Um, mm. and Daphne Du Maurier is a gorgeous writer. Um. She writes beautifully, yes. uh, but sometimes her prose and her exposition, I would be like, okay, girl, like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> get a get going here. Um, but yeah, I did enjoy this book. See, for me, like, I enjoyed the first half, like, the exposition and stuff. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. It just, like, I knew... I knew the book had something Mm -hmm. else going for it, and that's why it was so popular. So I was like, when are we getting to that? (laughs) Because this beginning is not giving me (laughs) those vibes. Yeah, like, this doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. And then, like, the second half happens. You get the big, like, plot Mm -hmm. twist. And then suddenly it's, like, this mystery, like, solve this crime type Mm -hmm. thing of, like, let's chase down this Mm -hmm. guy. We need evidence. Mm -hmm. Let's get witnesses. And I was like, I was just confused by that tape, mm-hmm. but like overall, I did enjoy it. It was just like the ending lost me just mm-hmm. a little bit. I can with see that. that. Part. I can see that. That part was it did feel like a very different book than what it what we started yes. with. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's still uh, I still really enjoyed it. I can see why it was so popular, um, especially uh, at its time. This was not De Maurier's first book. But this was the book that, like, put her on the map. Um, yeah, it was, like, super popular, I read, even yeah. back then. Uh, she also, she might have had another popular one that came out before it. I can't remember. Um, it's Jamaica Inn. Um, that's another one that's really popular. 
Okay, for those of you who are a little confused, we got very distracted by Denise's husband. I'll edit that out. <laughs> for those of you who are a little confused, we got distracted by Denise's husband, who sneezes like the screaming goats from Thor, Love, and Thunder. So that was like a 10 minutes uh, us dying of laughter and <laughs> having to watch a video clip of those goats. So oh, That was the highlight of this episode for sure. <laughs> uh, so if we are not picking up where we left off like a few seconds ago for you, uh, that is why. Because we have no idea what we said at this point. Dude, I swear <laughs> to God. Um... So back to Rebecca, um, I do want to read more of Demorier's stuff. Um, mm, I, that is yes, and I actually did some research on Demorier, um, cause I, I like doing that, especially with like our classic authors and, um, damn, way to clutch it, I Megan. Know. I literally, I always think that shit and then I show up with nothing. <laughs> Not even the character list. <laughs> um, so the thing you need to know about Du Maurier is um what there are like three ish big things that people talk about Du Maurier. Um two of which may or may not may or may not be true, one of which definitely is true. Um the first thing which I think really shows in her writing is that um her father and her had a very strangely close relationship. Um, and there has been speculation that it may have been an inappropriate relationship as well. Um, Ooh, that's rough. They, there is an account of her stating that she and her father went too far or something like that. Um, I can't remember mm -hmm. the exact quote, um, but whether or not that is an admission of something or something completely different, we don't know. But um, to me, even if they didn't go inappropriate, the fact that they were super close and did have a strange relationship, I think does kind of show up in... Rebecca, in the sense that if you think about how much older Maxim is to the narrator, mm. their kind of relationship, he does tend to be kind of like, for a lot of the book, more of a father figure to her than an actual husband. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And especially, he, and will even like say comments that kind of suggest that he thinks the yeah. same too, you mm -hmm. know? And... I mean, and even the narrator, she says something like, I see you as my father, my brother, my, like, basically yes. she named all the male roles that people usually have in their lives. Um, Familiar, yeah. but not romantic. Yeah, exactly. Which, I'm not sure if you want to be saying that to your husband, but um, I, <laughs> it, knowing that about Demore, it does make more sense to me then, like, why that was in Rebecca. Um, another... Th Especially thinking, like, with what happened and how at the end there's still that, like, connection between mm -hmm. the two of them. Because I fully, like, reading the beginning, thought, like, they were no longer together. Mm -hmm. 
by the end of it and so when that shit went down i was like okay where's that moment where's that moment where she's gonna be like fuck you max and then in the end like they're still very much like even more in love like it Mm -hmm. like they they built a stronger bond not even like a trauma bond like it was literally just like uh rebecca's not a threat (laughs) like i still love you (laughs) yeah um yeah so that i thought was really interesting and i i glad i learned about because it made that make sense and why that was in there so um whether or not she and her father whether or not she was abused because if they did have an inappropriate relationship it was when she was a child and that would be abuse so whether or not she was abused we don't know um the second thing that people talk about is that she was most likely bisexual um People do believe that she had a, and by people, I mean this one biographer and some other people, and it's been refuted by people in her family and other biographers. Um, But once again, we will never know because she is dead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it is something to talk about. Um, They do believe Mm -hmm. she had a relationship with either the teacher or headmistress of a boarding school she was at and then a another woman um later on who i believe helped her with making a play for rebecca or something like that that woman if they were together it would have been even more fucked up because she was also the mistress of her father when he was alive so yeah so but like i said um It's been refuted, and we will never know. Um, to yeah. me, that's not... I mean, obviously, as a bisexual person, I'm like, yeah, bisexuals, go us. But, like, I don't find that half as interesting as the um, as the father thing, because I feel like the father thing plays a lot into this, into her writing mm-hmm. a bit more, um, having only read one of her books, obviously. <laughs> um and the second, yeah. uh, the third thing that definitely happened was after she became rich, she actually was able to, she wasn't able to purchase, but she was able to buy this decrepit mansion um, on the Cornish coast. Uh, oh, I saw that in the afterword mm-hmm. and I thought it was so cool. I was like, yes, she was vibe. able to get a lease uh, for it uh, with basically the conditions being like, uh, she had to fix it up with her own money, like, and things like that. But, like, mm-hmm. this mansion had been the um, inspiration for Manderley. Uh, and she had been going to this mansion and, like, kind of trespassing <laughs> uh, for years before uh, she was finally able to buy it. Um, but she was able to get her own little piece of Manderley it was oh, later shit. taken from her, but she had, like, a few good, like, a couple fairly long years in there. I think, like, the original owner died and his son took over, and because it was all nice and made up, he wanted to move in himself, so, <laughs> like, or something like that. Um, Damn! <laughs> what a day. But, yeah, so uh, those are the three things about Demoria that I found super interesting. That's sick. Especially the first point um, about the father. Mm-hmm. 
that's like it offers a lot of possible insight into like Rebecca and Max's really not Rebecca, but I think or the narrator. I I see her first there, and I'm like Rebecca, no. <laughs> um, the narrator. You're right. You're right. And um, a part of me wonders because we only get Maxim's side of the story. I do wonder. Hundred percent. I do. Hundred percent. Wonder like what she was really like. Um. I mean, to have Mrs. Danvers be totally obsessed with her, and have other people think other people were able to like think she was good. Mrs. Dan Mrs. Danvers does explicitly say like she hated men. Like, and she would play yeah. men on. Um, yeah, yeah, she does. Damn, when she said that shit and Fav was there, I was like, mm. hey. <laughs> I love that dynamic. Can I just say, even though we're not at that mm-hmm. point, I love the dynamic between Favel and. and um, Danvers? Danvers. Of just like him thinking he has like an accomplice in her, mm-hmm. like an ally. And she was like, no, I'm nothing of yours. Yeah. And just like throwing that in his yeah, face. She was only ever Rebecca's. Yeah. So, um But yeah, I totally get what you mean about like we only get Max's side mm-hmm. of the story. Obviously, some of to an extent, a lot of it is true, no, mm-hmm. because obviously she Rebecca was sleeping with a lot of men, mm-hmm. like other people could confirm mm-hmm. that. But, like, what was she outside of that? Was she really that conniving mm-hmm. and that um, manipulative? Mm-hmm. That even from the beginning, she was like, let's set these terms. Like, I'm going to do my shit. You do your shit. That's it. Yeah, I'm very curious to see. Like, I wish he had told us what she had said on that cliffside. Uh, like, on their honeymoon or whatever it was. Um, that, like, made him see who she really was or whatever. I'm very curious what she said. Like, was it actually so awful or was it just something that the patriarchy wouldn't like, you know? I mean, is she doing something that I'm sure a lot of men in those marriages would also be doing? Like, is she just like, is she just being hated because she's a woman doing the same Mm -hmm. thing? You know, like, how is he? We don't know. We only see him now as like, I don't want to say old man because I think he was like 42. Yeah. 45, I think. He wasn't 46 yet. I think they said, like, he yeah. would say, like, he's not he's yet in his 46. 40s. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm sure in that time, it was, like, a different mentality yeah. of, like, I'm older now. Yeah. Um, so, the, we're going to, like, the book starts with one of the most famous lines in literature, which is, uh, last night I dreamt I was at Manderley again. Uh, which is very fitting because Manderley itself, I think, is a big character in this book. Yeah. Um, not just a setting. It is a character, I believe. Um, and we meet Rebecca and she is, where, are they in France or somewhere? Like, they're somewhere. She's there with Maxim. They're Monte Carlo is the name. And, like, they said it's south of France, but... Someone made the joke that it's not quite okay. France, and I did it. Well, that was in the meant. book, yeah. Mo- well, Monte Carlo, is, yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but um, either way, like, they're not in Manderley, but she she is talking from, like, a future standpoint, whereas everything else that happens in the book is a past standpoint. 
So um, yes. we know the book starts out with letting us know something does happen. Uh, we just don't know what she, but she and Maxim aren't in Banderley and can't go back. Um, so you kind of know that from the get go. And then we've learned like how they met. They were, she was in Monte Carlo acting as a companion for a old woman, a uh, Mrs. De Hopper or something like that. Van Hopper, right? Van Hopper. Van Hopper. Uh, who, um, I mean, just seemed like a gossipy, nosy, like, woman like I thought like there are times a narrator would say something that'd be like mm, you're kind of a snob for someone who like <laughs> uh but who knows <laughs> she was interesting in the fact that like she didn't care for um like decorum mm-hmm. and would just be like this is the information I want from you like fucking tell yeah me. and I thought you love a character like her when there's gossip, yeah. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you want someone who's just, mm-hmm. like, just fucking tell exactly. me instead of being like, oh, I, I heard you at that ball the other day. <laughs> Did you hear anything interesting? Yeah. yeah it's like just Whereas Miss Van Hopper, <laughs> like, comes up, she's like, yo, the butler fucked the maid. Did you see that? <laughs> or something like that. Like, she <laughs> would obviously say it Honestly. with more decorum, but, um... She will Honestly. give you the information, but she gets sick, so um, Van Hopper has to, like, stay bedridden with pneumonia or something, so the narrator has to, like, go off on her own, and um, she and Max DeWinter get to know each other. They go on these drives, and they go to this one hill cliff where I thought he was going to try and kill Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> honestly i literally thought he was gonna push her off the cliff or just do some sort of like i was gonna say i thought he was gonna be like a total like one of those arrogant guys who's like let's see if how close we can get to the edge without falling oh, off yeah type shit. like one i those, thought like, he was gonna be that boys, kind of guy. yeah yeah but he was just like a broody like i was here before it just looks mm-hmm. into the distance type shit and i was like oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> uh yeah i I would not have been able to stand Max de Winter. Um, he, Dude. but Van Hopper gets better, and she wants to go to New York. And our narrator, who never gets a name, famously never gets a name, um, our narrator. It's said that her name is like something exotic and hard to say, right? Like yes. Uh, but yes. we don't know what. So just insert exotic name here. Um, uh, Bridget <laughs> Jane No, Mariah But it's spelled like Mary <laughs> There's like a silent L in there <laughs> um, But the narrator um, has, Mariah <laughs> It's Mariah but spelled like Mary Like they did that back in like Jane Austen's times Like there are characters in Jane Austen who their names are spelled Mary, but if you watch any, like, adaptations or audiobooks, they're being called Mariah, and you're like, why? What is happening? <laughs> um, but, uh, so, our narrator goes to say goodbye to Maxim, because she is going, she has to go to New York with Van Hopper, and that's when he proposes marriage. And our narrator obviously thinks she's in love with him. She says yes. 
Uh, they tell Van Hopper. She tells our narrator, not, it's not such a good idea. You cray. Um, I mean, like, I can't hate the MC in the beginning for, like, wanting to go with No, I don't blame like, her. I, I would have. I know um, Van Hopper, like, makes it seem like, oh, my God, like, how could you do this? But, like, honestly, like, she sees, like, a step up from being kind of like a governess. I don't know what Van Hopper's training her for. A like, companion, just, kind of, like, a just someone little, like, who, yeah. Yeah, companion. So, like, I, like, at that point was just like, yeah, like, I mean, I would take that deal, too. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it sucks no, I never... as a woman that you can't really screen the man i never really i never blamed our narrator for doing what she did uh it made sense she was an orphan at the time um she to live she had to work and this was written in 1938 general prospects this was written in 1938 there weren't many um there weren't many jobs available for women to do back then um to make a living companion just happened to be one of them she maybe could have become a secretary, um, but that might have required, I believe that requires some schooling. Like, they do have that yeah, secretarial schooling. schools, you know. Uh, maybe become a teacher, but once again, I think back then that required um, education as well. So, Van Hopper. How would she have afforded exactly, any of that? Van Hopper was training her to be a companion, I think, by having her be, like, by preparing her and also when she didn't need our narrator anymore she would if you know our narrator did a good job she would have been a um a she could have found the narrator another position she could have been um a oh god what do you call it when (laughs) why am I blanking on it when someone calls someone else to know if you're a good worker or not what is that Reference, thank you. She could have been a oh, reference okay. for Rebecca. Oh, not Rebecca, damn it. You had me doing that. For our narrator. <laughs> um, so, like, she... What if her name's also Rebecca? <laughs> the spell... With a K. I was going to say spelled, like, R-E-B-B-E-K-A-H. Rebecca. She... Definitely had, uh, she didn't have any options. I would have done the same thing. I've been like, rich old guy wants to make me his wife and live in his mansion. I, (laughs) like, cool. He's like 20 years older than me. I'll get a couple of years without him. I'll be a rich widow. (laughs) Maybe help it along a bit. (laughs) (laughs) But... Call him father. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, like, when there's a daddy kink, but, like, a legitimate daddy kink. <laughs> um, Sus. <laughs> so, I definitely, like I could not me. be mad at Van Hopper. I, I was like, yeah. But I couldn't be mad at the MC, but I also couldn't be mad at Van Hopper, because Van Hopper was like, I've heard suspicious things about his first wife's death. Like, I think yeah. you're making a mistake here. And I think we could all agree our narrator did make a mistake. Like, 100%. Also, coming from reading the Hacienda to this, I was like, um, man with, like, an estate far away and the servants are all creepy. Like, but the servants aren't all creepy. Just idea. one is. <laughs> 
The other ones are pretty Dude, normal. The way- can we talk about how um, the MC would describe um, Danvers as like a skull face mm-hmm. and standing in like the dark corners of the rooms and just staring her down, calling her on the phone and being like, look to your left. That is where I left the menu type shit. I was like, what the fuck? Why is Danvers living in a horror novel? So I was reading, I have the Folio Society version of this book. Uh, which is gorgeous, by the way. Showed off, showed off. Oh my god. But there are pictures in it as gorgeous. well. And this is the picture of uh, Danvers that they had when, um, oh, when chill. they, <laughs> during that scene where, like, Danvers is like, Rebecca was so wonderful. Let me show you her slippers and how tiny her feet were. Oh my god, feel the slippers. <laughs> I thought the I thought the main character was legit gonna get murdered then and there. Well, she almost did. Well, except like it was um, assisted suicide. Oh, she like pushed her. <laughs> yeah, she was like, she you was, should throw it yourself. Yeah, she window. was like, I won't push no, you, I, but you should do it yourself. And it's like, Jesus. No, I thought fuck. I thought Danvers was gonna like put on Rebecca's dress and murder the main character. Like, I mean, just a I, weird ritual. Still would have been cool. Shit. <laughs> but I mean it would <laughs> um <laughs> that scene was creepy though 100% mm-hmm. and that fucking photo you just showed me mm-hmm. oh my god on point so she goes they go on a honeymoon where I guess they're happy then they go back to Manderley and then Maxim starts being distant our main girl is meeting the um the servants and she knew about Rebecca beforehand and her insecurity about it just keeps growing. Um, have you like, have you heard about like, I don't know, like if you ever heard this, but like, I've heard it like in passing, like no one's ever told me it, but like why you should never marry a widower. Because, like, you no, will always be uh-huh. second best, like, because the ghost, like, because that person's dead, like, they could have been the worst mm. person in life, but because they're dead, like, they're now a saint. Mm. And, like, you, you, I've never heard that. That makes, like, it kind of makes mm-hmm. sense, like, from what I've Like, it's not, heard, yeah, but, but it's also I, not true. Like, guys, like, know. you can be with widowers. It's fine. Like, but like, that's definitely something that like, has been perpetuated. Like, well, something that's been perpetuated. Like, um, and she definitely, I feel like a lot of that even comes from this book. <laughs> oh, I mean, the third, I'd... the fourth thing about Demorier. Yeah. Sorry. Her husband was engaged before to this other woman and she saw that woman and like, she, had a huge inferiority complex with that woman. Oh, yeah, really? so, like, that woman is definitely, like, a lot of people are like, that woman is, like, in her, um, Demoria's feelings about her were definitely the inspiration mm. for Rebecca. I can mm-hmm. see that. I mean, I think it's that thing of, like, don't look at, um, don't look at your partner's exes like don't look into them or anything like you literally you won't win that (laughs) even even if you are the better match like it does not matter to your insecurities i i feel like 
I think that our main character not only struggled with being insecure, but I definitely think she had, like, not, I'm not diagnosing her, but she definitely struggled with anxiety. Oh my god, Because yeah. there were a lot of moments where, like, it wasn't related to, like, And um, low self-esteem, like, like she, joke, her like, self-esteem was Rebecca, so low. Yeah, but I remember there was, like, instances where she's like, oh my god, like, what if mm-hmm. he's over there being murdered? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what if he's in danger? And she being, like, um, Frith or the other guy, like, can you go check on Maxim? Can you see if he's arrived? Is there another note? Like, is he okay? Because in her head, she's like, like, he's getting murdered Well, even or before that, so, like, when, um, when, like, the first time guests came to Manderley, she fucking, like went and got lost in the mansion to avoid having to talk to people like she her anxiety social anxiety was her low self-esteem was so like it was crazy and i think and i think that intermingled with the fact that she really wasn't like trained in being part of Mm -hmm. a society like this she didn't have that upbringing, mm-hmm. and, like, Max literally kind of, like, let her, like, threw her to the wolves in that he doesn't show her, like, anything on how, like, how do you pour tea, like, how do you, like, well, the conversation, he's like, oh, like, you'll do fine. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm pretty sure some of it is her headspace, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a lot of it is also, like, she genuinely is committing, like, faux pas, mm-hmm. and no one, like, showed her or is showing her mm-hmm. any better on how to fucking, yeah. like, do any of this society like polite society yeah, she max the thing is is that like max found all that about her to be a breath of fresh air and he loved and that's like yeah. i think made i think that's what he loved about her i don't think he loved her as a person i think he loved her as the the idea of her the innocent the um yes. not knowing child. child you know and great for you dude but other people are <laughs> going to judge her so um i, I have a very low opinion like, about she... max if you can't tell <laughs> oh 100 i'm there with you and like if she didn't have a problem with it okay you know she doesn't want to be part of this polite society and do this shit okay but she obviously has a lot of anxiety about mm-hmm. it and has even brought it up to max like hey I don't know this stuff. I want to, like, do the stuff and, like, be able to hang out with people. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I love that about you. Stay like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to help you mm-hmm. type shit. And I think that's the problem is, like, if she was, if she had Max's attitude about it, okay. But she doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's stressing out. And I'm there with her reading all this shit. The socially anxious person in me is like, she doesn't know how to pour the tea. <laughs> yeah. So um, a good per- portion of the book is her and her insecurities, her starting to com- constantly compare herself to Rebecca, who everyone talks about how lovely she is, how wonderful she was. How beautiful she was. (laughs) Oh, she used to throw these great parties. Oh, she was such a good house designer. Um, Hate all of them. She... The only ones who didn't really talk about Rebecca that way were Maxim and his sister Beatrice and Frank. Uh, 
I his sister talked about her quite a bit, but just like would like yeah, but she wasn't complimenting her like like let her sister. I mean, his sister. Yeah. I think uh, I his sister figured out what she was about um, after yeah. that whole thing with her husband. Kyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think her sister the the sister figured out what she was about, think- and she knew that. I believe she was the first one to offer up information on Rebecca to mm-hmm. the main character, but she would, I didn't like her conversation style of like, she would say something, like she was starting to say something, and then she would move on to something else, mm-hmm. and the main character would be like, oh, she's not going to finish the thought, mm-hmm. I wonder what that is, could I ask her about it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And then like, Beatrice would get away with like, saying something kind of like, like, um negative i don't know if negative it happened a couple of times Mm -hmm. and just like not clarifying or anything Mm -hmm. so like i from the beginning i was like does she like rebecca like what are the vibes because this is kind of ambiguous i always kind of got the feeling that she was um just that she was trying to be like polite she wasn't trying to say anything yes negative about Rebecca but she also couldn't really say anything positive about Rebecca so like she would stop herself from saying something negative and move on um that's how I took it I yeah she the poor narrator was just always like comparing herself to her um except for and people were always saying how lovely she was except for you're right um Maxim the sister and also Frank Crawley who I loved Frank. I was like, I Rebecca, just fucking leave Max for Frank. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how old he is. I don't know what he looks like, but he's way nicer. He treats her way better. <laughs> yeah, I think he was the first one that the main character, like, confessed to and was like, here are the feelings I'm feeling about Rebecca. Like, you know, I see you as a friend, Frank. And I was like, I love that relationship. I love that he even, like, responded to her. Yeah, but he... It wasn't like, you're being crazy. She didn't... Well, but he didn't do that until after the ball. Like, she didn't do that until after the ball. Like, tell her... Tell him how she felt about Rebecca. Like... I don't remember the timeline. Yeah, I do. And, and yeah, because you read those before too. And so she didn't tell him that until after the ball. But I think Frank could already tell she was uneasy. Frank was very good at reading her, unlike her own husband. Um, he was always doing what he could to try to put her at ease. I know, right? He was doing everything he could to try to put her at ease. Um, he was the one at the ball who would comfort her, check on her. He was. Um, he was the best guy. Like, he was the best friend you could have, um, for both Max and the narrator. (laughs) Um, but I definitely at one point was like, just let Max go to jail and get with Frank, girl. I don't know what you're doing here. (laughs) Honestly, guy was like, he was, he was the best friend from Mm -hmm. the beginning. And so we find out that Rebecca died by drowning. Like, uh, she went out sailing, something happened to her boat, 
she tried to swim to shore but drowned and she got battered in the waves and what have you. Max had to identify her body. Um, and then it's like less than 10 months later. It's not even a year before he marries the narrator, we find out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which doesn't look great. Especially the fact that she's young, too. Um, I feel like... Yeah. I feel like a lot of that was being alluded to as well in the beginning was just like people were kind of like, mm, this is a little faux pas. Like you couldn't even wait a year after your wife died. You married a girl old enough to be your daughter. Like, <laughs> it, like essentially, like you got married again and this is you who married. you married. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that was like a huge issue too. Mm-hmm. And, um, so a lot of the middle book was just, uh, the narrator, her insecurities, her learning more about Rebecca, um, and becoming even more insecure. And then they throw a, like, a costume ball, which I guess was, like, thing that they did every year at Manderley. That would have been so cool. Imagine seeing It would have been really cool. Actually... Then again, imagine, like, the fucking racist ones thinking of, like, Beatrice and... <laughs> I know. <sighs> okay. What? Like, you didn't think... that. You didn't like, think Giles going full-on brown face was a <laughs> good idea? <laughs> when she talked about his, like, makeup melting off or something... I was like, I was oh, like oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was something. Um... But besides that, it's like the historical costume. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. Like their interpretations of it and the limitations they mm-hmm. had would have been cool. So they are planning this. Um, and by they, I mean Frank, who is like the agent of Manderley, and Mrs. Danvers are planning it because they helped Rebecca do it all the years. So when they had everything left over about like who to call for catering, all that stuff, the guest list and everything. And... No, but usually Rebecca mostly did it herself. Yeah, Rebecca she was just amazing. I know. And setting out the invitations. She knew everything. what she to was do. She was so involved. Um <laughs> our poor girl. Our poor narrator man. Um and Dude. uh and this was also the point where our narrator like finally is like I don't want to be seen as a child by you. Like, I want to be seen as a woman to Max. And so, like, she wants to... I think it's very telling that Max, like, suggested she do Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Famously a weird pedo relationship, in my opinion. Uh, I'm so sorry. Don't don't tell Melanie I said that. (laughs) I'm telling her. Dude, the fact that when she told him she wanted to be seen as a woman, and he's like, no, then you'll lose, like, your allure. Like, that's why I'm married. I know. I was like, oh. Like, I cringed so so hard for her. I was like. And she was like, well, what happens when I get older? And it happens naturally. And he's like, well, then it happens. But right now. But I also think that, like, it wasn't her getting older. He did, like, he didn't mind her getting older. But I think he was associating her becoming a woman with Rebecca and acting like Rebecca and doing the things Rebecca did. I think he also was kind of yeah. doing that association. Uh, 
Yeah. And so was she, but, like, that's because she actually saw Rebecca as, like, the mature woman she wanted to be. Like, uh... She saw Rebecca as the end goal. Mm -hmm. But that's because everyone was giving her this positive, like, spin on Rebecca and be like, she was amazing. She was something for the men character to aspire to be. And the fantasy of Rebecca was what... Like, I totally get why the off, like the uh, narrator wanted to become that. Like, the fantasy of Rebecca was of this beautiful, mature, self-sufficient woman, you know? And um, our, um, our narrator wanting to be more like that makes total sense to me. Yeah, like, you, you can't fault the MC for... Obviously, like, where her insecurities came from, because, like, obviously people were playing into it and telling her, like, Rebecca was this amazing woman and upholding mm-hmm. this image. Like, like that's one of the things that, like, reading it, I, like, I enjoyed that it wasn't just, like, maybe it's just the main character. Maybe she's just reading too much into, like, people saying mm-hmm. this. Like, no, they literally no, they would. Yeah, Rebecca was amazing. And, like... At the same time, what dick moves from them <laughs> to tell a guy's new wife how cool the last one was. I know. I was like, like that's the biggest social faux pas I saw. Like I was like, oh my god, you fucking dumbasses. Um, they did it. That's care. just something you don't fucking do. <laughs> they were like, Oh, Rebecca, you should throw a ball like Rebecca used to do. She did them so well. Ah yes. I too, as the new wife, would feel so inspired to do the same thing the last wife. I know. Ugh, <laughs> uh, so she is trying to think of this costume that will finally get Max and even Frank uh, to look at her as a woman and to stop teasing her as a child. And Mrs. Danvers like, you should look at the pictures in the gallery. Especially the woman in white. She, that is a beautiful painting. Mm-hmm. And so our narrator does and she's like, yeah, that is a beautiful painting. I can dress like that. And she does. And the night that she, of the ball, she comes down and Max just goes off. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get up there and change. I don't care what you wear. You're just not going to wear that. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I was actually really what glad that this is? happened with only him, Giles, and um, oh. B. Oh my God. I... Because I knew something was going to happen, and I was so worried that it was going to happen in front of other people. And he totally would have done the exact same thing in front of all those people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he wouldn't have been like, excuse me, you're ruining the party. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he would have been like, what the fuck are you wearing? But also those, like, knowing what, like, okay, so the reason he freaked out was because um, that was the same outfit that Rebecca wore um, during the last fall that she was alive for. And so knowing that too, like, I'm also glad, like, it wasn't done in front of other people because other people would have remembered that and also would have been talking about that too. Like, I'm, I'm really glad she was saved that at least, like. Yes. I thought it was going to be more, like, stressful Mm -hmm. and, like, luckily it was only, like, Mm semi-stressful. Because it was only done, it was only done in those, like, in front of those few people, luckily. Thank God. My secondhand embarrassment, like, is, like, would have suffered so bad. Um, 
Every time she was like, I can't wait for you to see my outfit. I was like, oh no, what's wrong with the outfit? Why is that? Like, why is there such a big lead up? I think, so I think we can all agree the fact that it came from Mrs. Danvers that we knew something was up. Like, we were like, oh yeah. Something's up. Oh yeah. Uh, like, out of all the people, she's the one I would take advice from the no. least. And so, um, our narrator, like, she's not dumb. Like, she realizes Danvers did this on purpose and. Um, she, like, lets Danvers know that, too, and she, like, acknowledge, like, she's, like, so she, she knew Danvers always hated her, um, but it's not until, like, now she realized just how much Danvers hated her, and she confronts Danvers up in, like, the, Rebecca's old rooms that Danvers has been, like, keeping clean and tidy because she's obsessed. And she goes on With this pajamas out. Just oh my god! And she goes on this tangent about how much she was, how obsessed she was with Rebecca, how amazing Rebecca was, and how our narrator could never replace her. And she's like trying to get the narrator to jump off, like the like out of the window and kill herself. And the narrator came close to doing it, um, except for like these fireworks went off. Um, and we find out like a ship had run aground and they were shooting up fireworks. I'm not gonna lie. I totally thought the MC was gonna kill Danvers in that second. I thought that's what we were leading up to. Like when she was like that Danvers was right next to her, I was like, Is she just gonna grab her and like fucking flip <laughs> her over the window? Shut up. I was like, Oh my god Shut up. and then like nothing happens from either of them and I was like, Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but that big boat mm. went aground, and it's because they actually found Rebecca's boat that she supposedly drowned in, and it sank. Uh, and they find Rebecca's actual body. So the body that they identified before wasn't her. It was actually Rebecca. And our neighbor... Well, it's actually because a boat was, like, in distress, and so they sent out a diver just to, like, check out the area. So, like, they didn't even, like, if the boat didn't have to do like an emergency like landing or whatever like it would not have been fucking discovered Mm -hmm. which is the crazy part to me where it was like damn like just a year later Mm -hmm. like homeboy got like she got discovered yeah and um so they find rebecca's actual body max is acting super distant super not good which is just making the narrator even more self-conscious, even more insecure, until finally she confronts him about it, thank God. And that's when we find out the truth of what happened. I was shook. Listen, like, (sighs) first time reading it, I didn't know the plot twist. And I was like, like, obviously coming from the Hacienda and, like, knowing, Mm -hmm. like, reading, kind of, like, reading between the lines of, like, okay, like, something happened with Rebecca's death. Mm -hmm. It's a little sus, right? Mm -hmm. I, like, I kind of, like, assumed he killed her, Mm -hmm. but, like, the story that came with it of how she was, like, very promiscuous and, like, the deal that they had, Mm -hmm. like, at first I was like, oh, damn, that's crazy, like, she was that kind of person. Then I was like, well, this is all coming from Max, Mm -hmm. and, like, how true could this be? Later on, obviously, you get some sort of, like, like affirmation with Favel and um Danvers mm-hmm. but like before that you're just kind of like like really like this coming from Mac coming from the murderer yeah. 
do I want to believe him? Yeah. But Rebecca, or the MC is just like, oh my god. Yeah, I know. Like, and here I He's was straight being, up confessing. like, conscious about her. He's straight up confessing. And her biggest worry was, like, she's actually believed. She's not sitting there like, oh my god, he could kill me too. Like, any normal person. Yes. She's like, oh, thank god he never loved her. And it's just like, <laughs> girl, priorities, please. <laughs> I feel like this book could also be portrayed as, like, a comedy for just, like, how some of the characters respond. You're just like, what? (laughs) Oh, God. It was so crazy. And it's so funny how this is what, like, does it for the narrator because she finally, like, and also the fact that only, like, he's only told her, so this is something only they have she takes this and like she becomes a little more self-sufficient a little more confident and she's like bossing around the servants the other like the next day like she yeah like the actual mistress would like she's actually like and i'm sitting there like i'm gonna pack up my shit and gone <laughs> uh like this is what inspired her to like like be who she's supposed to be yeah Just fucking like finding out her husband married murdered his ex-wife like like aren't you aware of the fact that you're also his wife like what if like like excuse like, come on. you a wife killer is not someone i would like to be a wife of <laughs> like <laughs> oh god it was that always like that always boggles my brain i'm always like oh girl oh girl oh honey what is you doing oh, uh bless your heart bless your heart <laughs> Uh, and so now that the real body is discovered, and I guess the body was, like, locked in a room on the bow, and, um, they have to figure out, like, there has to be an inquest into, like, what happened, and the inquest, like, is going their way until the boat guy is, like, yeah, I did some, I did my own digging, like, to see, like, what happened to the boat, and uh, those holes were definitely deliberate and all blah, blah, blah. And so uh, there's, like, this, like, worry that Max is going to be discovered. But luckily, like, they're like, oh, she committed suicide. Because, you know, a rich white man wouldn't kill his wife. She obviously would kill herself first. Uh, <laughs> obviously. She's suffering from hysteria or some <laughs> other womanly disease. I mean, she was, though, but... <laughs> that's neither here nor there um and we think we're out of the woods except favel who is uh rebecca's cousin and lover decides that he's going to blackmail max and be like listen i know she didn't kill herself because she sent me this letter that straight up is like she wanted to meet me like this doesn't sound like someone who would want to die so i think you should pay me money and fucking max like I like I hate Max, but what a boss move that he's I like. Know. Okay, I'll call. I kind of, I kind of was, I was for it. Like I was impressed by Max. I was like, yeah, because you would have been. It wouldn't have stopped there. Like you would have, if he had taken up the blackmail, yeah. it would have continued for the rest of their lives. Like one of them would have to die. Oh, totally. And um, two can keep a secret if one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh... Yeah, and I mean, I think he also saw Favel, like, before him with his fucking, like, coke and rum or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck his alcoholic drink mm-hmm. is. 
and was like, who "Who's going to believe him? Me? Yeah. Like me with my resources, him with his fucking like rum and coke. But like, Let's I also liked it too, because how many times like have you seen something like this happen and they do like go with the blackmail and you're kind of sitting there you're like, you know, if you had just played this off, like you probably would have made the other one look stupid, like, which is kind of what they do. Yeah. Which like. Like, especially when they called Ben in, and then they called Danvers in, and she's like, she, like, Rebecca fucking hated you, mm-hmm. though. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I think once it got to the point where they were even visiting the doctor, Dr. Baker, I was kind of like, okay, this is a little much. <laughs> but I did enjoy the calling the bluff out yeah. on fucking Favel. Yeah. So they called the bluff. Um, They have one of the... um. Colonel Julian comes and he was on the jury. Yeah. He's a magistrate <laughs> and he's not buying what Favel is selling, but he does start to think maybe based off how Max is reacting. Like, I think he's watching Max more than he's watching Favel. And like, he says, and Frank. Yeah, and Frank. Frank's just like, I know. Like watching everything go down. Um, and. I think, like, the other thing, too, is, like, the evidence Favel had was a letter. And I was like, okay, but, like, that letter doesn't mean anything. Like, it, she... Like, is it signed and dated? Yeah. So, I mean, it says Rebecca on it, but, like, it could be, like, the... But, like, dated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have just had a fucking... Like, he was her cousin. He could have taken a note from any fucking day and be like, this was from that night. Mm Mm-hmm. And what, what the fuck were you going to do? And then... You didn't have a forensic team. <laughs> and then um, they bring uh, Ben in, who... Ben is the son of a tenant who um, is uh, mentally slow. And uh, he obviously saw what happened that night. And we kind of get hints that he saw what happened that night. Guy was a G. I wonder how he like knew. I wonder if Max did or if I he think was Max just, like, saw him and I think business. Max told him not to say anything or he would go to the asylum. Oh. Like the I night it happened. That... The night it happened, I think Max saw him like saw him and told him. Hmm. Um and also and I think it was another boss move because unfortunately back then they're not going to take the word of a witness like Ben. Um over yep. fucking Max. Like they won't. Uh yeah. And Max says, like, he didn't see anything anyway. Uh, and he gets obviously upset, and I really just wanted to hug him. I was like, oh, let Max go home. <laughs> not just... You shouldn't have dragged him into yeah, this anyway. And uh, finally they figure out, like, they call Danvers in, and Dan- Favel thought Danvers was really going to help him out, but she's like, she hated you, she hated you, she hated all men. Like, you all fucking <laughs> suck. You meant nothing to her. <laughs> she was like, she almost fucked all of you, and she just wanted to, like, but, like collect her check and go home. But this is when she realizes that Rebecca didn't kill herself. Like, she... This is when she realizes the other option is that Max killed her. Like, you could tell on her face that she realized that Max killed Rebecca, and she was not having it. And... I'm surprised she didn't, like, fucking, like, flail on him and try to kick his ass in that I moment. I feel Just, like, like, the dead realization. Yeah, but of, like, she wanted him to hurt. And. Yeah. 
uh, in Rebecca's uh, schedule, they saw that she went to go see a doctor. They finally find the doctor. They go and they find out that doc, uh, Rebecca had cancer. Uh, I think like uterine cancer, like of the yeah, yeah something like that, mm-hmm. um, something of like the reproductive yeah. system, some part of it. And she because she was rendered infertile too. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't have very long to live, and it would have been a very slow and painful death. And Danvers had said, Danvers had said, like, the only thing Rebecca was scared of was getting old and, like, like slowly dying. Like, that was her big fear. Yeah. So, um, everyone takes that to being that, to mean that she killed herself in order to avoid that. Which does make sense, like... I think many people would. Yeah. Uh, and Max even thinks that she did commit suicide by getting him to kill her. Um, and that's why she was smiling when she died. Which I kind of... According to him. Yeah, according to him. But, like, it kind of makes sense to me because she did tell him that she was pregnant. And obviously she wasn't. Like, she had gotten opposite news. And I wouldn't be surprised if she wanted, like, she wanted a quick death, and also she won, like, I feel like she was like, and now she you're She wanted fucked. to take him down with yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't blame you. Max sucks, girl. But, <laughs> uh... From what Max has told us of Re- Rebecca, mm-hmm. you have that kind of, like, image in your head of... She, she would, would do, do that, that. yeah. She would be manipulative. And so, like, if you're going by Max's portrayal of her, mm-hmm. I feel like 100%, like, she probably could have done something like that to, like, take him down with her. Mm-hmm. That does seem like a vindictive move. If she's not, then Max is just, like, a piece of shit still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Max is a piece of shit no matter oh. what, in my opinion. Yeah. Like... 100%. You shouldn't have killed her in the first place, dude. Like, but it, because also, yeah. like, he was also killing her unborn child. Like, yeah, he, like no one talked about that. Like, <laughs> when he says that she was pregnant, and I was like, like, so you killed her and an innocent baby inside her. So you ki- like, like with the news, which that is she told a lie, him, like, but you would just kill a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, also. With Rebecca saying, like, oh, like, you can divorce me. Like, no one's going to believe you. Like, homeboy, you got the resources Mm -hmm. to get people to say some shit. Like, you know, someone like Max has, like, he's not some poor guy who has no options. he could have gotten, yeah. He had options, and he decided to kill her. Yeah, he he had options, and he decided domestic abuse was the answer. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so he gets off. And they return back to Manderley only for it to be burning down. Burning. And then it ends. <laughs> like, literally the end. <laughs> what an iconic ending, like, ending scene mm-hmm. to see that in a movie. Holy shit. I know. I really want to watch the 40s version. I, I, I hear such good things. So. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. This is my first time even reading the book. I'll have to see what movies. But holy shit. What an ending. What an ending. Glad I reread it. Glad you got to read it for the first time. Oh, yeah. I, like, seeing... Coming from reading The Hacienda, like, going into this, like, I was, like... I was, like, is this gonna be, like... um, This wouldn't be paranormal. And I'm, like, no. <laughs> no. And, like, like in my head, just, like, cycling through all the horror, like, subgenres, I was, like, no. It's more, like, psychological thriller. Yeah. Messing with you, yeah. 
Um, with like a Bonnie and Clyde moment at the end with fucking uh, the MC sticking by <laughs> each other. A murderer. I know. Uh, oh, and for those of you that didn't know, uh, it is Miss Danvers who like burned down Manderley. Yeah. Uh, Favel, like Favel calls her and her tells shit. her, hey, he's getting off. And she's like, not on my watch. And she burns the place down. <laughs> I would love to reread the beginning part at least. Yeah. Because, like, like, especially um, knowing that what the main character is talking about mm-hmm. when she, le- like, says all that, like, really... Um, what is the word? Like, just, like, indirect. What is the word? Innocuous? Subtle? No. Ambiguous. Ambiguous ending? Yeah. Like, how she says all those ambiguous words of, like, oh, what happened at Mendeley? Mm, yeah. Type shit. I would, like, now knowing what actually, like, went down. And the fact that she's still with Max. Because I thought it was, like, I thought she, like, burned all the bridges and, like, fucking went back to, like, Van Hopper or some shit. Mm-hmm. The fact that she was still, like, still stuck with the Mac, that's kind of, like, the biggest thing I was shocked by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the murder. I know, right? The fact that she stuck by him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Book Horde talking about Rebecca. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I hope we do more classics. We we had them on our list, and then we choose every other book. <laughs> um, if you want to find us, you can find us at Bookord Pod for basically every social: uh, Instagram, Twitter. We're more active on Insta, and by we, I mean Denise. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, if you have any questions or any comments always feel free to shoot us an email at bookcordpod uh, at gmail.com and it has been awesome talking about Rebecca and if there's any books that you would like us to read send us uh, a message or some shit like we're literally just like picking these books out of a hat (laughs) (laughs) well I'm Megan and I'm Denise and we will talk at you next time Audio. Bye-bye.